Thanks for checking out podcasts on the gym. The latest episode of the Todd Bromelkamp Show with Alex Kuhn starts now. Studios as local programming continues on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 1023, 1063 FM, Cedar Rapids and Iowa City, respectively. Also, if you've got the KGYM app on your smartphone, you can listen to us anytime you want. Todd Rollo Camp Show. Until the 6 o'clock hour rolls around. Yeah, you heard that right. And talk a little bit more about that coming up in just a second. Wager-wise on tap tonight, Jay Foster stopping by for the Quad Cities. We've got super wild card weekend games to look forward to in the National Football League this weekend. Some of which are actually going to involve first string quarterbacks. This is absolutely I'll say unprecedented, and then somebody on the text line is going to come back with, well, actually, this happened two years ago or whatever. But, man, the quarterback's dropping like flies this weekend in the NFL. We'll get to that and more. I say will. There's a lot of things that I will eventually have to sort of get out of the vocabulary here. If you were paying attention there momentarily, uh, a few moments ago, you heard me say the Todd Rollicamp show. And I, this is not a show that I was expecting to do today. But Alex is no longer here with us. And Alex is going to be... I'm very excited about Alex. I'm very excited for Alex. Alex has been living in Chicago for quite a while and continued to do the show here with me. But he's also got an opportunity to head to work at WSCR, The Score, in Chicago. And so congratulations, Alex, on the new gig. And I'm going to miss working with him. Alex is somebody who has been here, well, I can't recall what year. Tyler was still here with me when we hired Alex as the uh, as the producer. He was a cute. We didn't know who he was. We had three choices at the time. And I remember talking to talking to him via Skype or Zoom or whatever it was at the time. This is way pre-pandemic. That, that technology seemed crazy at the like, wow, okay, yeah, we're gonna video chat with him. That's this is interesting. And I remember being impressed having a conversation with Tyler about the three candidates and we're like, who's one, who's two, who's three? And all three we all had Alex is number one. And we're like, well, I guess it's settled. And it was. And so Alex came to work with us as our producer. And then when Tyler left to go home to Tennessee, uh, Alex slid in and did a fantastic job as the co-host here on the program. And so now, now I don't have a wingman. And it's the Todd Brownwellcamp show. And I can promise you this. It's maybe a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. But there will be minimal changes. Hopefully, I mean, if you listen to the program, I hope that you will continue listening to the program. I'm certainly uh, 
will understand if that's not the case, but it can't be that much worse. <laughs> Can it? I'm kidding. I kid, I kid, I kid. 319-366-1600. I think Alex is doing some producing at the he'll be doing some producing at the score and maybe overnights, which is the old Les Grobstein territory. We lost Les Grobstein uh, a while back. Uh, Chicago radio legend known across the Big Ten as well. A lot of people having interactions with him, but uh, good on Alex for having that opportunity and wish things would have been able to uh, continue here with us as well, but that's not the case. So here we go. I, I can't help but think of, at least here in the early going, the first couple shows or so, I get used to this. You know, I've done the show by myself before in the past, and I think back to COVID, and for a couple months, it was essentially the Todd Rollenkamp show at that time. And some days will be good, some days will be bad. We'll get everything figured out at some point in time and get into a rhythm and get comfortable here. And I've got a lot to get to today including Iowa State's win over Texas Tech last night. I'll get to the text line in just a little bit as well. 319-366-1600. I think I mentioned one of my former high school teachers on the air before, uh, Mr. Cedaroth, and uh, he's no longer with us. He's passed on uh, many, many years ago, but I, I caught Mr. Cedaroth at the end of his tenure. Been a teacher for a very, very long time. As a matter of fact, I think he was teaching at the school when my mother was a student there. And he used to have us write essays as as part of our tests in, in the various subjects. And he had two approaches to the essays. He called one, you could, and you could take either approach. One was the deer slug, and the other one was the scattergun. And the deer slug was take one topic and write as much as you can on that particular topic. If you took one thing away from the lesson plan or whatever, just focus, laser focus. Scattergun was, if you remember, like 20 different things from the lesson, but not quite in depth. But if you could fill the paper and it would get the job done equally as well as somebody who was well-versed in the topic. I, I think... In the short term here, and certainly with today's program, with just having Jay at 5.30 tonight and only the one guest, it's going to be a little scattergun here. But I think there's some interesting things going on, and I think of it this way, at least until they come to the conclusion that this is a terrible idea and somebody else is here doing the show with me moving forward, and that may be the case. I don't know. Uh, It's you and me. You listening to the program here, you're sort of like the de facto co-host here. We don't have to pay you, which is unfortunate for you. So your contributions on the text line are going to be gratis. 319-366-1600. Isaac is here as well on the other side of the glass. He's looking forward to hearing from you today on the phone line, 319-366-1600. Text line remains the same number as well. I mentioned a lot to get to. I was thinking to myself last night as I was going out and picking up dinner, I was listening to a very happy John Walters right here on KGYM. John, the play-by-play voice of the Cyclones, joins me every Monday, courtesy of 
Craig Adamson, a True Wealth Stewardship partner, chatted with John earlier this week ahead of last night's game against Texas Tech. And John, like most play-by-play guys, you can tell when you turn the radio on just by hearing their voice, the tone in their voice. Is it going well or is it going poorly? If you were listening to yesterday's program, I said Texas Tech, five-and-a-half, six-point underdog. They demolished Iowa State the last time we saw those two teams play uh, the last particular meeting at the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. I think this is going to be a one-possession game. So I'm doing this because if I pat myself on the back for being right about Georgia blowing TCU out, I have to also acknowledge that was not a one-possession game last night at Hilton Coliseum. Iowa State coming away with a very impressive 84-50 to victory over the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. The Red Raiders still looking for their first Big 12 win. At this point, falling to 0-4, Gabe Kelsher, 25 points. And Jaron Holmes with 15, Caleb Grill with 14, and perhaps a new motto for the Iowa State men's basketball program moving forward. This would be very similar to if we, if I had the rights to the Saturday Night Live skit, Bruce Dickinson, the character played by, uh, the character played on the famous famous cowbell skit on got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell says Christopher Walken it's not the cowbell but the Iowa State men's basketball team may rally around the tambourine moving forward Jared Holmes last night on the Cyclone Radio Network as you heard right here on KGYM says Sometimes it's uh, it's okay to play the tambourine. Not everybody gets to be the lead singer. And this is this is an Iowa State team. And and I was as I was going to get dinner last night. I mentioned listening to a very happy John Walters on the post game. I I kept asking myself, how did this team lose to not just lose to Iowa? But Iowa depantsed Iowa State at Carver Hawkeye Arena back on December 8th. That 75-56 game was it was a clowning. Iowa State hasn't lost their 6-0 since that game. How, how did a middle-of-the-road Iowa team do that to Iowa State? Was it the wake-up call that Iowa State needed? I can't put my finger on it. I was there that night. On press row, watch that game. I thought, okay, oh, wow, this is not what I was expecting Iowa State to look like. They found their footing. They clearly have figured some things out, and this is going to be bullpen by committee, to borrow from baseball terminology. One night it's going to be Gabe Kalsher. One night it's going to be Caleb Grill. They were hitting three-pointers uh, during a stretch last night. At a very impressive clip. Caleb Grill is, I think, the the guy that really is going to be the X factor for Iowa State moving forward, whether or not they can continue to play as outstanding and, and as well as they have been. Because when Caleb Grill is hitting from the outside, there's no stopping. And when he's dialed in, as, as some shooters are, and Iowa fans hope Peyton Sanford will be at some point in time this season, 
when grill is on fire, no pun intended, uh, Iowa State can do no wrong. I, I'll take a look at the text line here, 319-366-1600. I'm not seeing too many answers here as to the question, how, how did Iowa do that to Iowa State? Was it more Iowa? Was it more Iowa State that night? Iowa certainly deserving credit for that victory. 75-56 again, December 8th. I can't think too much has changed with either of these teams. Uh, you've got uh, some minor additions uh, roster-wise, but other than that, pretty much the same two teams. 319-366-1600. Is Iowa State going to do this this season? And we talked yesterday on the program, the bracketology, Joe Lenardi of ESPN.com, having Iowa State as a four seed in the NCAA tournament. Bracketology and mock drafts are, for the next two, three months, going to come up from time to time on local radio programs, sports talk programs all across the country, this one included. I don't ever put too much stock into them. I don't think if you, and Fran McCaffrey did have a media availability today in Iowa City, I don't think Fran McCaffrey and his coaching staff are, are too worried on the second floor of Carver-Hawkeye Arena that Joe Lenardi has them as the first four out right now. I can't see Fran running around the office with a printout of the of the bracket going, look, we're out, we're out. I could think of another former Iowa basketball coach that would probably actually do that. His father would have printed it out for him and then circled Iowa in big, bold, sharpie and handed to him, look what they're saying about us. Fran, he ain't losing any sleep, especially the way that the Hawkeyes have been playing lately. And they've got a big game coming up tomorrow at Carver Hawkeye Arena, Michigan, coming to town. After that, it's Maryland on Sunday. Well, this could be one of those games, the Iowa-Iowa State game. We could be looking back on this at at some point in time in late February, early March, saying a key moment for both teams. Now, if you're an Iowa fan, uh, you're looking at Iowa State's run here, this impressive 6-0 and streak that the Cyclones are on. You're going, keep at it. That's sort of the beauty of... The rivalry, especially on the basketball side of things, football, eh, not so much. But on the basketball side of things, where if you're, if the teams that you play on your schedule do well, you're rewarded for that, right? I mean, you want to you want to play some strong competition in the non-conference portion because the Big Ten is going to take care of itself. So, Iowa beats Iowa State. Okay, go ahead and win the rest of your games. Help us out here. And if you're Iowa State, you're looking, going, okay, uh, yeah, Iowa, do your thing. Start winning some games. It's just at the end of the season, people are going to look back and go, 75-56, total anomaly. Maybe maybe you play that ta- game 10 times, and, and you get that 75-56 result once. Like Iowa State's going to win some, Iowa's going to win blowouts either direction. That's pretty hard to swallow. But it happened, and I still can't figure out why. 319-366-1600. Three, uh, 
1600. Talk and text line available to you here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. It's to say, yes, he's, Iowa still is among the, oh, they're the last four in. Now, thank you very much, 5185. I was not comprehending the text there. Yes, yesterday, Lenardi had, a, well, now they're popping champagne at Carver Hawkeye. No, they're not. They're not. But, yeah, so yesterday, Iowa was the last four out. Today, they're the last four in. And I remind you, it's January 11th, 2023. we got a long way to go before any of that bracketology talk actually matters. Again, big win last night for Iowa State. What's up next? Kansas, Saturday. They're going to go to Lawrence Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Three o'clock tip-off. We'll have it for you here on KGYM. John Walters on the call. Too early to have a number on that from a sportsbook standpoint, but imagine Kansas will be favored at home. The uh, Cyclones looking to run their victory streak to seven in a row after that setback to the Hawkeyes. 319-366-1600. As we make our way, we... Oh, it's, it's Isaac and me, we. That's going to take some getting used to. It's always been we. It's been 12 years of we. And now it's me. By the way, I will make sure that Alex gets all of the mentions on the text line, even if I do have to print them off like Sam Alford would have and put them in an envelope, lick the stamp, and send it off to Alex in the mail. I don't think they make stamps that you actually have to lick anymore. Everything is self-adhesive. These are the things, I don't know, my mind sometimes goes to when uh, when I'm alone in thought here in the studio. 319-366-1600. Big Ten basketball last night. I mentioned this uh, yesterday, it was a basically a coin flip, a pick'em between Wisconsin and Michigan State. I was unaware of this. I saw it as I was walking out of the studio last night, and the pregame was just ending before tip-off at the Kohl Center. I think Michigan State showed Michigan State had won its last seven meetings in Madison, which I found really hard to believe because that's a tough building to go into and to, and to have that level of success. But if there's any team in the Big Ten that would have that, it's Michigan State because, well, Tom Izzo traditionally has the Spartans playing good basketball. They did it again last night. We go into the Kohl Center and knock off the Badgers, and you've got a pretty interesting picture developing in the Big Ten. 69-65 last night, the final score. Uh, Michigan State over Wisconsin. Illinois beat Nebraska 76-50 in Lincoln last night. A couple games tonight. Indiana is at Penn State. That's the first of two games on the Big Ten Network. The back end of the doubleheader. Saw this one described as Big Ten football in basketball form. Rutgers and Northwestern. The late game tonight on BTN. Both of these teams not exactly scoring efficient. Decent uh, to strong defenses as far as limiting the other a team from scoring total for betting purposes, was 127. I saw 126 and a half, 127 when I took a look at the uh, look at the board earlier today. Uh, the way things have played in the Big Ten, that's a crucial road game for Steve Peichel 
and Rutgers coming off the loss to the Hawkeyes earlier. And Indiana, Indiana's got its own set of problems. They've lost back-to-back games. Mike Woodson's still worrying about Fran McCaffrey and still narking out Fran to Big Ten officials. Uh, they got to get back in the win column, and to do so at Penn State a couple years ago, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. But Micah Shrewsbury's got a pretty tough squad on his hands there in State College. Big 12 tonight, you got Baylor at West Virginia and TCU at Texas, battle of a couple top-ranked teams there. If we're going over the scoreboard, I have not seen the text line in depth yet, but I'm sure we do have some Drake fans out there that are wondering, hey, what about the Bulldogs last night? What about the Missouri Valley? The newcomers in the league last night, the Murray State Racers of Steve Prome falling to you and I 75-67. A game was a lot closer than the final score indicated, but the Panthers able to close on a 21-2 second-half run to knock off Murray State at the McLeod Center. And Drake, they were a double-digit favorite on the road against UIC last night, and the Flames took Drake to overtime. Bulldogs winning 76-71. Tucker DeVries, seven of his 15 points coming in the extra period for Drake in the Valley tonight. Illinois State hosting Missouri State. Bradley welcomes Evansville to Carver Arena, and Southern Illinois is at Indiana State tonight. So that's a take, uh, taking a look at what's going on in the college basketball world on the men's side of things tonight. 319-366-1600 mentioned that Fran McCaffrey did have a media availability in Iowa City earlier today. Nothing earth-shattering uh, coming from that uh, as far as a, a news approach goes so no good and no news is good news right now right if you're an Iowa basketball fan you got Chris Murray back pretty much at full strength and a Michigan team you go from Mike Woodson a couple games ago to Juwan Howard coming to town tomorrow night and that game all of a sudden just seems like a powder keg between you have two coaches who are not afraid to show their emotion, Fran McCaffrey and Juwan Howard. So for whatever reason, it's a much bigger issue when Fran McCaffrey does it than when other coaches around the league do. 319-366-1600. I mentioned Mike Woodson was still complaining about Fran McCaffrey. He did a radio show, his radio show, a couple nights ago, and the topic came up again that Mike Woodson has complained to the Big Ten office, wanting some, what are they going to do? What What is the Big Ten going to do? Other than maybe a harshly worded email. It's, okay, dial it down a little bit? I don't know. The perception of the Big Ten is, uh, I don't want to say it's under attack, but I think there's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten this year. I don't know if there are any great teams. Now, Zach Eady and Matt Painter and Purdue probably would take umbrage to that. And they're going to be there in the end. When everything is said and done, Purdue is going to be a factor this year in March. I feel fairly comfortable. That is a, I'm a fat dude, but it's a pretty sturdy limb 
that I'm going out on that particular prediction, that Purdue is going to be there in the end when the dust settles in the Big Ten. But Tom Izzo last night, during his media availability after the victory over Wisconsin, he, he took up for the Big Ten. I don't have the actual audio last night, but I do have the quote uh, courtesy of 24-7 Sports. What you try to do in this league is win your home games and split on the road. We dropped the first conference game to Northwestern, and we said, boy, we're going to look back, and that will hurt us. We have so many games. We have to go to Illinois on Friday and Purdue on Monday. It's almost an NBA schedule. That's why this league is so good, and you're always playing in front of packed houses. If anybody wants to challenge where this league is, I'll take them on. Which got me thinking. Izzo's not the first choice among Big Ten basketball coach. If, if I were in a street fight or a bar brawl, and I had to pick one Big Ten coach to to have my back, you know, Izzo says he'll take him on. I don't. He's a he's scrap. He's the problem with Izzo is he's he's tiny, not very big. I got Ben Johnson at Minnesota. Ben Johnson comes to mind. Uh, he could probably hold his own. We've seen what Juwan Howard could. Juwan Howard can get a swing or two in. And I'm thinking, thinking Fran McCaffrey would be. He's Irish. He's not afraid to channel the channel some of the uh, tricks of the trade. There, you get his Irish temper up, and he got your back. Mike Woodson, maybe Woodson's a big dude too. He'd probably instead of having your back, he'd probably just complain about you the whole time, right? Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Tell you who I would not want in it. Greg Gard at Wisconsin. Greg Gard strikes me as the type of guy that the first sign of trouble, you're on your own. He's out the side door. Oh, we got a full slate of games in the NBA tonight. We'll take a look at what's going on there. A little bit of news involving Luca Garza as well. Back with the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're taking on the Pistons tonight. That's a ooh, Luca Garza revenge game. Didn't think about that until it just crossed my lips. Pistons, his original NBA franchise, Luca Garza on the two-way contract with the Timberwolves. So T-Wolves bouncing him back and forth between the G League and the NBA. Uh, T-Wolves are in Detroit tonight to take on the Pistons. Bucks and Hawks, one of the two games on ESPN. ESPN has the NBA doubleheader on Wednesday night. Trey Young is out for Atlanta tonight. The Bucks have gone from a one-point favorite to a four-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Other game tonight, late game tonight, the Suns and the Nuggets. Uh, looked a lot better on paper at the beginning of the season than it does right now. 4.30, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, the NCAA convention is underway in San Antonio right now. And they were expected to hold a vote that I think would have helped a lot of programs like the University of Iowa football program. Instead, they've decided to kick the can down the road on making a major significant rules change. I'll tell you what's on hold when I return after this. It's the Todd Camp Show right here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, KGYM.
Time for a big board update here on the gym. We start with college basketball where the Iowa State men's basketball team is 4-0 in conference play for the first time in 23 years. After they crushed Texas Tech 84-50 at Hilton Coliseum last night, Gabe Kalsher had 25 points to lead the way. Cyclones combined to hit 12 threes in the win last night. Big test coming up for Iowa State. They head to Lawrence to face number two ranked Kansas coming up Saturday afternoon. Both you and I and Drake picked up wins in the Missouri Valley Conference last night the Panthers used a 24 to 9 second half run to rally and beat Murray State 75 67 the Drake Bulldogs went to overtime in Chicago to knock off UIC 76 to 71 on the schedule tonight the 12th ranked Iowa women host Northwestern at Carver Hawkeye Arena game time is 6 30 tonight you can see it on BTN plus and on our airwaves tonight the Iowa State women are hosting Kansas State coverage starts at 6 on KGYM from the Cyclone Sports Network. And that's your big board update. I'm Spencer Wagan on the gym. Eastern Iowa weather on the gym. From the CBS 2 Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. Center I meteorologist Nick Stewart. Cloudy skies dropping out tonight. North winds turning breezy. Gusting upwards of 25 miles per hour. Temperatures in the upper 20s for lows. For your Thursday, not much of a range in temperatures. We'll have mainly overcast skies throughout the day. Low 30s for highs with a northwest wind around 30 miles per hour. That wind chill will be in the low 20s throughout the day. For your Friday, a little bit more sunshine. Still cool though. Low 30s for highs. On Saturday, under a mainly sunny sky, we're back in the upper 30s. And that was a check of your Iowa's News now with the first forecast football fans call your own plays during the nfl playoffs with fanduel america's number one sportsbook because when you bet the nfl same game parlays from now through january 16th all customers can get up to 100 in free bets win or lose all you have to do is place a total of 20 dollars or more on nfl same game parlays or same game parlay plus bets during the wild card round the more you bet the more you'll get back in free bets in the vikings giants game if you like daniel jones going over the rushing yards total justin jefferson going over the receiving yards total and saquon barkley as an anytime touchdown score that's an intriguing same game parlay build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in fanduel's top rated sportsbook app new to fanduel sportsbook you can also get 100 in free bets win or lose when signing up with promo code coon that's promo code k-u-h-n 21 plus and present in iowa bonus issued is not withdrawable free bets expire seven days after receipt max free bet 100 dollars restrictions apply I see terms of sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Just about the time Willa Dickens began as a watchmaker at Hertin and Stocker Jewelers, a romantic notion was blooming in 1940s America. The idea that a diamond, like love itself, is precious and lasting. More than ever before, proposals began including twinkling rings and velvet-lined Hertin and Stocker boxes. Decades of engagements and countless shimmering rings later, Happy, nervous hands are still accepting these promises of always from Hertin and Stalker. The designs are always modern and fresh, but the service is still as exceptional as it was in those very early days. Perhaps that rare blend of present and past is the reason Hertin and Stalker has been voted best jewelry store in Iowa City 12 years running. Stop and see what's sparkling in those famous windows at Hertin and Stalker Jewelers, corner of Dubuque and Washington in downtown Iowa City. Then step inside and say hi to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. Working out has been proven to increase your self-esteem, help with depression, anxiety, and stress. At the Mac, we care about you as a person. 
That's why we have personal trainers you can connect with, group exercise classes so you don't feel alone, saunas to help you relax, and many more amenities. This year, I'm doing it for me. This year, I'm joining the Mac for me. To see everything the Mac has to offer, go to jointhe-mac.com. That's jointhe-mac.com. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. had that CD when I was in middle school. Blind Melon. Todd Brownlkamp show here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio. KGYM back with you here in hour number one. Hour number two set to feature WagerWise coming your way at 5.30 tonight. Elite Sportsbook and Riverside Casino and Golf Resort bringing you that segment every week. Jay Foster checking in for the Quad Cities and got some interesting Line movements in the NFL for Super Wild Card Weekend, all centering around the availability of quarterbacks. Who's in, who's out. Major line movement in the Miami game as Tua Tagovailoa is not going to play, looking like Skylar Thompson will be the starting quarterback for Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins this weekend. Baltimore Ravens have quarterback issues. Get to the NFL in the 5 o'clock hour with Jay coming up in just a little bit. 319-366-1600. Speaking of the NFL, poll question today, KGYMRadio.com. The first day we've had a chance to ask you this as the poll question, but are the Bears going to use the number one pick? in this year's NFL draft. Yes or no? Are they going to, when they are on the clock at 1-1, make a selection, most likely a defensive player, or are they going to deal that pick, trade down, get some more assets? Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, in a conversation with Bears radio man and Iowa State alum, Jeff Joniak, said, Bears are open for business. Of course they are. You've got the number one overall pick in the draft, which basically fell into your lap. I don't think I don't think the Bears were going into last weekend eyeing the number one pick. I think they were coming to grips, hey, we're going to have the number two pick and everything will be fine. There's some pressure with the number two pick. There's a lot of pressure when you've got the number one overall pick. The Bears, by the way, we'll – Talk a little bit more about the Bears coming up in the 5 o'clock hour because there's something else that the Bears could be a part of next season. I'm curious to get thoughts from the Bears fans here in eastern Iowa on that. But as we went to break, I mentioned that the NCAA convention is taking place in San Antonio this week, and it's where a lot of the... Rules and regulations are sorted out for upcoming seasons. What rules would they like to change? Discussion of what's working, what isn't. 
lot of talk about name, image, and likeness. You can absolutely bet your bottom dollar on that. But a couple interesting coaching notes. First off, Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com reporting that, not surprisingly, the opportunity for some Olympic-level sports, including baseball and softball, to add a fourth paid coach is not going to come to fruition. That was something that speculation had when the Big Ten signed its new TV rights deal, and you're looking at all of this money that was going to be available to the schools on a yearly basis. Pretty easy to come up with some money to pay additional assistance at the Olympic programs. Not going to happen. The, I, In my opinion, the major source of news, and this totally flew under the radar until I saw a tweet on this from Football Scoop. The NCAA was supposed to today vote on allowing anybody, any team personnel to act in a coaching capacity in football during practice, not during game days, but in the week leading up to a game, anybody on staff would be available to work directly with players without repercussion. You know, the current statute says, what, 10 coaching positions. They recently, just within the last handful of seasons, added one spot to coaching staffs. I think that change would have had a huge impact on programs like Iowa, where you're starting to see programs across the country bringing on quote-unquote analysts or specialists. These are guys who are, let's call a spade a spade here. These guys are assistant coaches. But because of the way that the regulations, the rules, and laws of the NCAA are written, they can't have any hands-on coaching. Not supposed to anyway. They can watch video. They can presumably chat with the coaches, pass along. Look, if I had a record scratch sounder, I'd play it right now. Because there's a I, I I don't know how big the audience is for this program right now, but let's just say I'm picturing thousands of challenge flags being thrown from the listeners on this because we all know that programs have analysts and that analysts are, they're talking to the players and they're, look, it happens everywhere. There was that open practice. Iowa had an open practice a couple years ago. I think it was last season in which the first 15 minutes of practice, whatever, and there's somebody working with a, a player. It happens everywhere. So just go ahead and approve the legislation. Now, I say that, and it does dawn on me that, look, this may have been kicked down the road further because while on the surface for people like you and me to look at this and go, yeah, that's going to help the Iowas of the world, the Iowa states. You have some analysts. Uh, now they can work directly with the players in practice leading up to the games. What's the big deal with that? Okay. Alabama, Nick Saban, 
Look at some of the names and the number of analysts that Alabama has hired in recent years. So what would be good for the your average programs, Power Five, even Group of Five programs, the Alabamas and the Georgias, they're the ones that would really be able to take advantage of this. And they got 20 analysts, whatever. Okay, Nick Saban, you know what he'd say? He'd say, hire more analysts. Get them down there on the practice field Monday through Friday. We can have an analyst for every player on the roster if it's legal. It's not. It's the NCAA not voting on that. I want to make sure I get the verbiage correct here. Again, Football Scoop has the story. Today was supposed to be the day that the NCAA formally expanded football coaching staffs, allowing, quote, any institutional staff member to perform coaching duties on practice days. Instead, that day has been delayed to anyone's guess, according to Zach Barnett, the author of the article at Football Scoop. The Division I Council has opted not to vote on the proposal, sending it back to the Football Oversight Committee for further evaluation. The proposal was put forth in April in response to the Supreme Court's 9 nothing ruling against the NCAA in 2020. We had some fun with that. When that came down and how, how, how widely hated or loathed is the NCAA, you had every member of the Supreme Court <laughs> from left to right coming together to rebuke the NCAA. John Budmire comes to that's the name that comes to mind. The former Wisconsin quarterback who's been with the Hawkeyes as an analyst now for the last couple seasons and. Part of the reason that Deacon Hill, the quarterback who just joined the Hawkeyes through the transfer portal, decided to leave Madison and come to Iowa City, his relationship with John Budmire, this is the type of thing that would greatly benefit a program like Iowa, where, and I'm not directly saying that they're doing this, but instead of programs, we'll speak very generically here, programs, covertly having analysts deal with players or or towing that line because that's all that's everything when it comes to the NCAA is towing the line some people are right up against the line like when they do instant replay in the NFL and they get the high definition cameras and they zoom in and you can see the toe of the cleat and is there green is there turf between the toe and the white line. Some schools are right up against it. You can see the green. You know they're good. They're right by that line. And then there's other schools that, upon further review, they probably cross the line. But make this legal. Make it legal so that schools don't have to constantly look over their shoulders worrying about infractions coming to our self-reporting, going to the NCAA and saying, ah, uh, this happened. We had an instance where an analyst was dealing, they, they, they technically were coaching a player. You see, like Michigan, everybody was on high alert about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and these allegations. Oh, there's NCAA allegations. And then you look, and he paid for a hamburger for a recruit. Some of the other things that are, okay, yeah, 
against the letter of the law, but not bringing about the death penalty. We're not talking about an SMU case here. 319-366-1600. So what could have been, a, I think, a really big day in college football for a lot of programs, instead on hold now. You go back to committee. What is the committee going to reconsider here? Maybe, maybe they do look and say, okay, wait a minute. Some schlub in Iowa was on the radio saying, hey, Alabama's got more analysts than probably half the Big Ten schools combined. So you give them an advantage, they're going to take it. It's not going to be the case, but I, I don't see any problem with multiple people being allowed to work hands-on with players. Paid, non-paid roles. And again, chances are at your favorite school, again, we'll speak very generically here, this is going on anyway. Not a daily occurrence, not something where it's flaunting of the rules openly, but let's be honest here. These analysts are not locking themselves in an office in front of a computer screen all day long, and they're not just chatting with the coaches. 319-366-1600. 448, WagerWise is coming up for you here in about 45 minutes or so. Jay Foster's got so much information for you this weekend when it comes to uh, betting on the Super Wild Card Weekend games. You're going to want to make sure that you bookmark kgymradio.com and go to the podcast page where you can listen back to the segment because even I, I talked with Jay a little bit earlier today, we'll play it back for you at 5.30 tonight. Even I was overwhelmed at the amount of information that Jay was bringing to the table. 319-366-1600. going to step aside for just 60 seconds when we come back. A monumental basket last night in a high school game involving a future Iowa recruit. We'll tell you about that and more. Just said 60 seconds. I'm a man of my word. Back after this. Unlock big savings during the Menards bag sale at Style and Security with Schlag Lock Sets. Menards carries over 50 styles of interior and exterior lock sets. And with Schlag's wide selection of smart locks and keyless entry locks, there's no more hiding keys under the doormat or losing track of copies. Save big money on Schlag Lock Sets. Plus, save 15% when you fit it in the bag. Now through January 14th, available in-store only at Menards. Save big money at Menards. For people trying to recover from opioid use disorder, it's hard to know where to begin. At iowaopioidhelp.com, you'll find resources near you for proven treatment and a road back to your old self. Because opioid addiction is not a character flaw, it's an illness. If you or a loved one is struggling with opioid use disorder, visit iowaopioidhelp.com today. Start here, start healing. Sponsored by the Iowa Attorney General's Office and the Iowa Broadcasters Association in cooperation with this station. May or may not have seen the video circulating around the internet right now, but there was a girls' basketball game in the state of Kansas last night, a high school girls' basketball game in the state of Kansas last night, Nickerson, Kansas, to be exact, which opened... The really emotional first basket. 
Ava Jones, the Iowa women's basketball recruit who lost her father in a pedestrian car accident in Louisville, Kentucky over the summer, was also injured in that incident along with her mother and her brother. Her injuries, extremely difficult to overcome, still working to come back from them. She's been able to suit up for her high school basketball team this season. And last night, with an agreement from the team that the Nickerson team was playing, team was able to inbound the basketball, pass it to Ava, who made a left-handed layup under the basket to score the first points of the game. Got a standing ovation from the home and visiting fans when she was introduced as a member of the starting lineup. Remember, uh, Lisa Bluter, uh, the Iowa women's basketball program, has said that it will honor her scholarship, their commitment to her, which was accepted just days before that accident. And whether or not Ava Jones ever becomes even close to the player that she was, it's still one of those stories that you look to and it's very difficult not to get emotional seeing that. Her teammates going and delivering flowers to Ava Jones's mother at the scorer's table prior to the start of the game as well. So you look at stories like Ava Jones, you look at stories like what's going on with Damar Hamlin in Buffalo nine days after, and I shared this story on the I, My wife came downstairs, and I was sitting on the couch. I had a tear rolling down my cheek. She's like, what's wrong? And I said, I think we just saw a guy die, like playing football. Nine days later, he's out of the hospital. It's pretty impressive stuff. As much as we talk about negative stories in the sports world and whether or not you like it or not, that's just the way that the world tends to work. We talk, uh, we deal with controversy a lot in talk radio, sports talk radio. I always, people always ask me, you know, what's, uh, what's good for business? Oh, the team's winning right now. It's got to be really good for business. And I say, no, not really. When, everything's, when everything is going right, there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> it's when things oscillate back and forth or, and nobody wants things to completely circle the drain, that's when things are really good for business. Maybe we need to focus. Maybe we need to put a conscientious effort into focusing a little bit more on the positive sometimes. But if you have not seen that video yet, it's available on social media and you can see Ava Jones scoring her first basket. She's got a still has a leg brace on among assuming other other things that assist her in this comeback trail that she is on right now, but the fact that she's standing on a basketball court, okay? And able to score a basket is a miracle given where she was a couple months ago in Louisville, Kentucky. Ed in Iowa City says KCRG had that highlight on their sports last night. So, like I said, it's out there, and it's pretty inspirational stuff. Uh, NFL uh, news here mentioned, I, I want to, we'll get to the Bears in the 5 o'clock hour before we talk with Jay Foster for WagerWise, because the Bears have an opportunity, I think, to do something really unique that no other team, at least that I can think of, 
has probably ever done, facing the same circumstances. I'll tell you what those circumstances are coming up in just a handful of minutes. But Brock Purdy, former Iowa State quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, that no matter what he does for the rest of his it's going to follow him for the rest of his life. Mr. Irrelevant, uh, the updated Rookie of the Year odds are out. Brock Purdy opened at 20,000 to 1 to win Rookie of the Year. A 2,000 to 1, sorry. Is uh, right now, January 11th, 2023, plus 450. Who's uh, Kenneth Walker III at Seattle? Probably still the odds-on favor to win that award. What Brock Purdy's been able to do with San Francisco? And sprinkle a little bit on that plus 450. Let's head to the phone lines really quick here. we got about a minute and a half. Jim in Kyoto. Jim, what's up? I was just going to say, Todd, that um, listening to your story about the Nickerson-Kansas game, somebody obviously just cut an onion open in my car because I got some tears rolling down my eyes. That's that's awesome. Um, and Bluter's a class, class act. Um, I know a lot of coaches would have honored the scholarship, but – uh, so prayers to her and her family and the, the Buffalo thing that is amazing. So, yes, more positive stories, and people need to think about that more and not worry about all the negatives because that just drains your energy. So right. There's my philosophical conversation for 2023, Todd. We'll take it, Jim. It's one of the changes we can work on in 2023. I'm worried. We had couple – at the first show of the year, I had mentioned New Year's resolutions. Somebody on the text line said, do people still do New Year's resolutions? I'm working on one of them right now. It's kind of hard to do when you're in this business. I'm drinking water. I got to drink more water in 2023. I drink a lot of stuff. Water is probably not even in my top 10. I'm trying to make sure that over the course of 2023, water is at least in the top five. Now, water mixed with things probably is in the top five. But just standalone water, mm, working on it. These things are huge. It's, I, I'm not even going to get into what the Internet says uh, my water consumption should be on any given day. It seems a little excessive to me, but we're trying to get there. 319-366-1600. Lots more to get to. We'll run down tonight's NBA slate coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Uh, some other headlines in the sports world, including the Chicago Bears. They've got the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. They could have something else in store for their fans this season. We'll tell you what it is when we return after this. Sports Center's on the way. That sound you hear is a college football fan eating Cheez-It. Listen closely. Mm. You can hear them enjoying Cheez-It crackers made with 100% real cheese. Keep listening. They're snacking on Cheez-It while they cheer for their favorite team. That's the sound of fans feeling the cheesiest. And that's how you win on game day. Cheez-It, official sponsor of the college football playoff. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you're hiring for your company, this is a busy time of year. Obviously, new year means new goals and finding the right people to accomplish them. Thankfully, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful matching technology to find the right candidates for your job. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all of your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com. This is KGYM Sierra Rapids, 1600 AM and 102.3 FM. KGYM Sports Radio. The gym. The gym. This is SportsCenter. I'm Kevin Winter. There are a few question marks surrounding starting quarterbacks heading into this weekend's wild card games around the National Football League. We have one answer. We're waiting on another. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel today ruling out Tua Tungabailoa for Sunday's wild card game against the Bills after he said doctors still have not cleared to him and he's not at a concussion protocol. Miami is preparing to go with Skylar Thompson to start. Well, that's lovely. And because of this, the point spread at Caesars has gone from nine to now 13. The Bills are 13 point favorites. Meanwhile, what about Lamar Jackson? Will he play? He's missed five straight games with a knee injury. Didn't practice yet again today. And Coach John Harbaugh was asked if he's comfortable with Lamar playing limited or no practice reps at all. As long as he's safe and healthy and can play, it's for any player. It's not really just any particular player. I mean, any player goes out there, and if he's healthy and safe and it's not going to do any damage to an injury, any player, you know, plays and does what he can to the level that he can in that situation. Ravens and the Bengals, Sunday Night Football, Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin released from a Buffalo hospital today, nine days after he almost died on the field in Cincinnati with cardiac arrest. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And ESPN Radio Extra Point with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. How much blame does Rodgers deserve for the loss, Key? I mean, you can point the finger at him a little bit because he's supposed to be the guy that carry, you know, carried him into the playoffs. He felt good last week doing his interviews of where they were at and all those sort of things. And he didn't play great. He didn't play bad. But he didn't play well enough for them to win the football game. They only scored, what, 16 points, I think it was. And that ain't even all from the offensive side of the ball, so to speak. You know why, Jay, I, I do look at Rodgers? Because he, he helped bring them like, – well, he didn't play that well, but he played well enough. He helped bring them back to the brink, right? Right to the precipice of the playoffs. And then – He did or did the defense? No, the, I understand. Because but no, but I said I, he I helped. See, I said okay, he helped. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, but right. then you see him make a like, – like the pass to Tunyon and like he still has that in him, right? So one of the reasons that you expect him to make the playoffs is because Rodgers is supposed to be a little extra. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. 
Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $79.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. with them online at lindertire.com. Find them in Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. Just pick the date, time, and location that works best for you. Linder Tire will get things set up and get back to you. Winter driving season is here. Linder Tire reminding you, perfect opportunity to schedule an appointment. Make sure that everything is in working condition as we await the next snowstorm, whenever that may be here in eastern Iowa. A little bit after 5 o'clock, 1600 AM, 1023, 106.3 FM, and online at kgymradio.com. I do want to mention a story that I was discussing in the first hour tonight because there seems to be a little bit of confusion here. It, it is a very confusing subject here, but I'll read the text from 8065 on the text line. Uh, I'm See, when you send texts like the just so you know, when you send a text that is worded like this, this is the tone that I read it in. I think you need to check your facts on volunteer coaches becoming permanent positions. That's the tone. It may not have been the, in, the intended tone. That's the way I'm hardwired to read a text like that. Uh, Kendall Rogers had a... These are two back-to-back tweets, by the way. This is why I was saying... It's very confusing. The NCAA Division I Council has approved a measure to turn all volunteer positions in baseball and softball and in all sports into a full-time coaching position without recruiting constraints. Volunteers will officially become full-time coaches on July 1st, 2023. The very next tweet says, to absolutely no surprise, a measure that would have added a fourth countable full-time assistant coach in ice hockey, baseball, and softball is not likely to pass the D1 council. That's the story I was referencing. I don't, I don't care about any of this stuff. I just find it interesting. Just lift, lift all the restrictions. Let, let somebody walking past the football complex come in off the street and coach the darn players for all I care. That almost happened many, many years ago, back at the old football complex. This guy showed up at one of Kirk Ferentz's news conferences, said he had a play. He'd drawn up. He's trying to get Kirk Ferentz to implement in the playbook. And before any of you get any ideas, don't do it. Don't do it. 319-366-1600. 
If you are just joining us for drive time, getting in the car uh, on the way home, missed the start of the program today, I will reiterate uh, this. I wish we would have had an opportunity to have him sign off himself last night. That's not the case, as is often the case in this business. You don't get to say goodbye, but Alex is no longer a part of the program with us. He's got an opportunity to join WSCR in Chicago. And again, I wish it would have worked out that he could still be here with us, but he's taken his talents elsewhere. Somebody on the text line, Isaac, in the first hour said, have you ever looked at all of the former co-hosts that you've had and realize that maybe it's not them, it's you? I don't know how to take that because I'm, again, 12 years, three co-hosts. First one left for a promotion. The second one left for a promotion. And the third one left for a promotion. So I don't know exactly what you're trying to get at there. I understand I ain't the easiest guy to work with or get along with. I've had great relationships with a couple of my co-hosts. A relationship with one of my co-hosts. But get an opportunity to work in a bigger market, or in Tyler's case, Tyler was going home to work closer to home. You take it. 319-366-1600. So you've got me moving forward for the foreseeable future. I want to get to uh, before the end of the show tonight. Everybody's talking about Carlos Correa and some of these big contracts that have taken place this offseason in Major League Baseball in the hot stove ranks. I want to get to the saga of a former Cedar Rapids Colonels infielder who has had, I would say, maybe the most hectic and head-scratching six weeks of his career dating back to the middle of November. We'll tell you the trails and the travels, trials, tribulations, all T words that I could throw at you of Lewin Davis, uh, Lewin Diaz, maybe four, six o'clock tonight, but the Bears. I mentioned the poll question today, kgymradio.com, regarding the Chicago Bears. Will they wind up using that number one overall pick? The Bears had the number one overall pick fall into their lap because Lovey Smith decided, and this I'm, I don't care what anybody says. I this is my interpretation. I'm, I'm sticking to. I want this to be the case. I want it to be true that Lovey Smith knew that he was going to be fired by Cal McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans, and I want it to be true that Lovey Smith said, "You know what? I'm going out a winner." I know that they want to lose this game to the Colts, but they're going to fire me, so what do I have to lose? We're going to tie the game up. What was it, 25 seconds left? And then we're going to not tie the game up. In theory, they were going to tie the game up with the extra point. So this is the kind of stuff that you have to do now because somebody's getting ready to text. Somebody's it wasn't tied up. Okay. They in theory, would have tied the game had they kicked the extra point. Lovey's just like, screw it, We're going for two. And even people in real time, they're like, oh, they're, this is, watch this. They're going to run right into the line or something or, or sp- spike the ball and throw it at the center's feet. They're going to they're gonna intentionally not convert the two point. No, they converted. 
They won the game. They beat the Colts. And so the Bears had the number one draft pick fall into their lap. They've got the most cap space to play with this offseason. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $120 million, which is, to me, almost as valuable as the number one pick, although, as has been pointed out uh, by some people, free agent crop this season isn't necessarily a, a marquee group. The Bears have an opportunity to do something else this offseason. They are one of four teams eligible to be featured on Hard Knocks. I know Hard Knocks is not quite the program that it used to. It was appointment viewing for NFL fans when it debuted. You get inside look at at training camp and access to behind-the-scenes storylines and you get to see coaches cutting players and all of that. You get to see how the sausage is made. There are three criteria for being featured on Hard Knocks. I think in the past the NFL has had to somewhat massage some of these rules because of the amount of teams that were eligible. You have to have missed the playoffs in the past two seasons. Checkmark, Chicago Bears. Your coach has to be in their second year, beyond their second year, second year or greater. Checkmark, Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus going into year number two. And you cannot have been featured on the program in the last 10 years, last decade. Checkmark, Chicago Bears. There are three other NFL teams that could be featured on Hard Knocks this season. You have the Bears vying with the Saints, the Jets, and the Commanders. Who would you rather want it? Who would you rather watch than the Bears, right? I mean, the Saints, I guess, well, in theory, yeah, I, 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 there's nothing I want to watch with regard to the Saints. The Jets, the Jets are the same old, same old. And the Commanders are a dumpster fire, but not the good kind of dumpster fire, the kind of dumpster fire where the owner is universally despised. And give me, I think it would be fascinating to see Hard Knocks with a Bears team that's going to feature a young, dynamic quarterback in Justin Fields, barring some sort of completely unforeseen change where they decide to trade Justin Fields. People people are throwing around a lot of speculation. They're playing with the trade machine, the trade generators, where you get to be general manager and you get to put hypothetical deals together. I mentioned this on the show the other day. Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, they talked about this. They talked about coming in with an open mind, looking and seeing what Justin Fields brought to the team and making the decision whether or not to move forward with him as the QB1. I I think the Bears have their quarterback. I don't think they need to entertain drafting Bryce Young or looking at Will Levis or any other quarterback in the draft. I, I would use that number one overall pick as leverage to get as many draft picks as I could in return for it. I don't think they have to trade all that far down in order to pick up some draft picks. Remember when people were worried about the Bears trading the 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 Chase Claypool, the pick that wound up? It is now technically a first-round pick, right, because it's the last pick in the draft to the Steelers. 
they're not worried about that anymore now that they've got the number one overall pick. I put them on hard knocks. See Justin Fields. See whoever the presumably the number one overall pick if they would use it on Will Anderson or somebody on the defensive side of the football, and then see the new faces joining the organization via free agent because again they've got 120 million dollars in cap space. I sign me up for that right now, and I'm not even a Bears fan. I, Hard Knocks is one of those programs you are either a, a true NFL fan or you're a fan of the team. Uh, it's it's hard to watch sometimes when you're not a fan of the team, and it's not exactly the most compelling programming. I think the Bears would be the most compelling option there. Now, I, th- I think the NFL can make teams do this if they turn them down, but something to keep an eye on there. 319-366-1600. The, the NFL news most people care about right now is who's starting at quarterback for various teams this weekend in the super wild card rounds. And it's been an absolute crapshoot here the last couple days. Uh, You've got the Baltimore Ravens today. Lamar Jackson did not practice for the Ravens. And Tyler Huntley was limited in practice for the Ravens. Skylar Thompson is most likely going to be the starter for the Miami Dolphins when they travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. That is the reason why the betting line has moved from 9.5 to 13, which if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you're probably not terribly invested in this team. You're happy your team made the playoffs. I don't think there's a whole lot of people that think they're going to go to Buffalo and win that game. But Skyler Thompson the likely starting quarterback for the Dolphins. I hear that name, and I automatically think of Breaking Bad and uh, Walter White's wife, who got a really bad rap on that. People just hated that character, hated Skylar White's character. I didn't, I didn't find her to be all that annoying on the show, but I just mentioned this with the Soprano stuff and people trying to get me to watch The Wire. I've got to sit down and re-watch a TV show from start to finish again this this winter to get me through to the spring. I don't know whether it's going to be The Sopranos. I don't know whether it's going to be Breaking Bad. I think it may be Better Call Saul. But I might do this Wire thing, Phil, if you're listening to the program. I, I may just do The Wire. Haven't watched an episode in my life. You familiar with The Wire, Isaac? You watched it? Because you're young, and that that was uh, that came out before The Sopranos did, but we'll see. We'll see whether it holds up. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred talk and text line again. You can use it to reach me here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. I'll, I'll go ahead and get to this now before wager wise. The tale of Lewin Diaz, who was here in Cedar Rapids as a member of the Cedar Rapids Colonels, a former Minnesota Twins farmhand who was traded to the Miami Marlins uh, several years ago for Sergio Romo. The Twins fans will remember Sergio Romo, the relief pitcher. Luan Diaz was here in Cedar Rapids in 2017. He hit 292 with 12 home runs, 68 RBIs. Slowly climbed the Twins system until he was traded to the Marlins. On November 15th, 
he was still a member of the Marlins organization. This is, as much as you focus on Carlos Correa and various other high-profile signings in the offseason, this is really the bread and butter of what Major League Baseball transactions look like over the course of an offseason. But this is to the extreme here. He has gone from being a member of the Marlins to being designated for assignment by the Marlins on November 15th, which means they need to make room for somebody on their 40-man roster. So they've got 10 days to either trade him, release him, you name it. He was claimed on waivers by the Pittsburgh Pirates. You're thinking, okay, the Pirates, they like to take guys off the scrap. He's probably going to have an opportunity there in Pittsburgh. He was designated for assignment by the Pirates after he was claimed by them because they needed to make room on their 40-man roster. So he was claimed by the Orioles. He was then designated for assignment by Baltimore and traded to the Atlanta Braves. A couple days after that, he was designated for assignment by the Atlanta Braves because they needed room for somebody on their 40-man roster. He's been reclaimed by the Baltimore Orioles. You're thinking, oh, this is another one of those happy ending stories like Ava Jones scoring that first basket last night in Kansas. No, it's not. Because for the second time this offseason, he's been designated for assignment by the Baltimore Orioles. So if you're keeping track, that's five times in the last six weeks that he's been designated for an assignment. I don't even know. He probably doesn't even have any... Do the Pirates or Braves, or maybe even the Orioles, bother even giving him any team-issued gear at that point? I got claimed off waivers by the Pirates, and I didn't even get this T-shirt. 319-366-1600. Carlos Correa, by the way, mentioned the Twins shortstop. Uh, all systems go in Minnesota. As he was reintroduced today as the presumed starting shortstop for the Twins, signing that six-year, $200 million deal. The Twins feeling comfortable that that right leg injury that he suffered in 2014 is not going to be a hindrance as he ages. There was a little bit of a blip on the, if you watch the introductory news conference on the regional sports network, the RSN, that features the Minnesota Twins, they showed Carlos Correa's statistics for last season. And somebody inputting those, they were not paying too close of attention. But Aaron Judge apparently had some company last year because the graphic showed Carlos Correa hitting 64 home runs for the Minnesota Twins last year. He had 64 home runs. I don't think anybody would have cared what condition his ankle was in moving forward. 319-366-1600. I said it earlier this week. Twins still need pitching, but get a prize acquisition in getting Carlos Correa to return to the Twins. If you'll recall, a year ago, he was signed to a three-year deal. Everybody looked at that and said, okay, he's being parked in Minnesota for a year because he could opt out. After the first year, he could opt out after the second year. Of course, he's going to opt out. He's going to go someplace and get a huge contract, which he thought he did with the San Francisco Giants until they had issues with the physical. And then the New York Mets swept in, 
signed him overnight, agreed to sign him overnight. Baseball world loses its mind. And then the Mets had to give him a physical. So you go back to the team that already gave you the physical a year ago and is comfortable enough to keep you around. And we'll see. He's never... Here's the thing about this, though. He's never spent time on the injured list due to that injury. He's been injured, but it hasn't been due to complications from the broken right ankle. But baseball teams are looking at this going, as he ages, what's that ankle going to look like? How's it going to affect his play? 319-366-1600. Is it too early to start talking baseball? I can talk baseball anytime. And we mentioned yesterday that spring training is, what, five and a half, six weeks away. There's still some free agents out there. Who's the biggest name out there right now, unsigned? The fact that I can't tell you that off the top of my head is everything you need to know about what's going on with baseball today. 319-366-1600. Nothing new on the Jim Harbaugh front either. Although there was a report that he was set to, I guess, have an interview with the Denver Broncos. He's the odds-on favorite. Covers.com has the odds on each team's next head coach. Now, this is impossible, but this is how sports books make money. Jim Harbaugh is the odds-on favorite to be the next head coach of two teams right now. It means that if you're looking to bet on who the next head coach of either the Indianapolis Colts or the Denver Broncos is going to be right now, the leader in the clubhouse is Jim Harbaugh, meaning, well, you could both be out money. Harbaugh could stay at Michigan and both teams could wind up hiring somebody else. I don't necessarily think that he's leaving Ann Arbor. He's done this before and there's a lot of college football media members that have called him out on this, that he plays footsie with the NFL and then he gets pay raise from Michigan or something that he's asking for from Michigan and then he stays put. But I don't know, maybe you're Jim Harbaugh and you look at the results of the college football playoff this year and I, I don't know. Maybe you decide, you know what, I really am an NFL cat. Use that. Example, indoor cats, outdoor cats, every once in a while in this program. Am I a college cat or am I an NFL cat? Cliff Kingsbury is, at this point in his career, he's very much an NFL cat. A lot of people speculating that the former Cardinals head coach could return to the college ranks. He was the head coach for several years at Texas Tech. He had Patrick Mahomes. He didn't win all that much when he had Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. There is a, a rumor that Cliff Kingsbury could sign on as the new offensive coordinator under Sean McVay with the Los Angeles Rams. That would be interesting, would it not? A lot of people saying that, look, he's, he's got a taste for being a head coach now. Once you get a taste of being a head coach, you don't want to go back to being a number two or a number three. You don't want to be the offensive coordinator. You don't want to be the defensive coordinator. You want to be the guy who has all the power, who makes the calls. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a specialist. If you're going to make a career out of something, make a career out of it and do it well. Do it well enough 
that when somebody needs you in that particular area of concentration, you're the first person that they think of. Discussed a little bit about Phil Parker. Somebody was asking about Phil Parker earlier in the week. And if you're Alabama or Georgia or any TCU, any of these programs, put money in front of Phil Parker, a million dollars, two million dollars. And I said, no, he wouldn't do it. He's too loyal. But he's a specialist. A lot of people wondering, eh, could he be a head coach in Canada? I, I, I'm not to sit here and say that he would not be a good head coach, but he's a great defensive coordinator. I'd rather be a great defensive coordinator than an okay head coach. I think it depends on what Cliff Kingsbury wants to do. If he wants to go back to college and deal with recruiting and everything, and now within the era of NIL and the transfer portal, I would not be surprised to see a lot of guys leaving the college side of things and going to the NFL moving forward. Because it used to be, hey, I like college. I like college from the standpoint that you get to control your roster a little bit more. Uh, you know, the NFL, if you don't have player personnel decision. If you're not Bill Belichick in that type of situation where you're making the calls, who do you want on the roster and, and all of that? You're working for somebody else. Maybe they've got a different way, a different vision for things. Okay. Now with NIL and the transfer portal being such a huge part of the college game, I think we're going to see a lot of migration from college to the NFL. And plus, let's be honest here, guys like Matt Rule have paved the way. They've shown, and Kingsbury too, leave college, go to the NFL, get fired, and have millions of dollars, and then go do whatever you want. And maybe you go back to college, as Matt Rule did at Nebraska. Or maybe you just sit on the beach somewhere and count your money. And Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury wasn't even... A year ago that he agreed to the contract extension through 2027. You would talk about timing. That was amazing timing. Sean Payton's name is coming up with the Cardinals gig, by the way, uh, which be fascinating to see. I watched a little bit of him as an analyst, a TV studio talking head, whatever you want to call it. You can tell that certain guys like that role. Certain guys don't. He does not want to be on TV any longer. He wants to be coaching again and coaching somewhere. Maybe Arizona. Is he desperate enough to coach in Arizona? I don't know. Kyler Murray? Be pretty intriguing with Sean Payton in his system, right? 319-366-1600. We're going to take a quick break, get you a big board update. And then uh, wager-wise, Jay Foster is going to join me. We'll take a look at what's going on in the Super Wild Card Weekend as far as betting is concerned. Segment coming up brought to you by Elite Sportsbook and Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. Time for a big board update here on the gym. We start with college basketball where the Iowa State men's basketball team is 4-0 in conference play for the first time in 23 years. After they crushed Texas Tech 84-50 at Hilton Coliseum last night, Gabe Kalsher had 25 points to lead the way. Cyclones combined to hit 12 threes in the win last night. Big test coming up for Iowa State. They head to Lawrence to face number two ranked Kansas coming up Saturday afternoon. Both you and I and Drake picked up wins in the Missouri Valley Conference last 
last night. The Panthers used a 24-9 second-half run to rally and beat Murray State 75-67. The Drake Bulldogs went to overtime in Chicago to knock off UIC 76-71. On the schedule tonight, the 12th-ranked Iowa women host Northwestern at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Game time is 6.30 tonight. You can see it on BTN+. And on our airwaves tonight, the Iowa State women are hosting Kansas State. Coverage starts at 6 on KGYM from the Cyclone Sports Network. And that's your Big Board Update. I'm Spencer Wagan on The Gym. Eastern Iowa weather on The Gym. From the CBS2 Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. Center I'm meteorologist Nick Stewart. Cloudy skies dropping out tonight. North winds turning breezy. Gusting upwards of 25 miles per hour. Temperatures in the upper 20s for lows. For your Thursday, not much of a range in temperatures. We'll have mainly overcast skies throughout the day. Low 30s for highs with a northwest wind around 30 miles per hour. That wind chill will be in the low 20s throughout the day. For your Friday, a little bit more sunshine. Still cool though. Low 30s for highs. On Saturday, under a mainly sunny sky, we're back in the upper 30s. And that was a check of your Iowa's News now with the first forecast. Life's twists and turns can sometimes set you back a step, but at DePaco Credit Union, we've got the right tools and resources to get you on your feet. When calamity strikes, having an emergency fund can help you cover an unexpected expense, like cleaning up and rebuilding after a bad storm. In 2022, a U.S. Federal Reserve study found that 32% of Americans, as many as one in three adults, would struggle to cover a $400 out-of-pocket emergency. At DePaco, we're on a mission to change that, one member at a time, so that each of us is prepared for the unexpected. Today, more than 41% of DePaco members are ready for the next storm, with at least $400 in savings to cover potential expenses. DePaco cares about your financial well-being. And when our members love life, it makes a brighter community for all. DePaco can help you. Be well. Learn more at DePaco.com slash be well. Federally insured by NCUA. There was a time when you knew the name of the grocer, the banker, and the tailor. Simpler days when a rotary telephone was the most advanced communication device anyone had. That's the world Hertine and Stocker Jewelers opened its doors to back in the 1940s. A bustling downtown with friends stopping in to browse, buy, or just say hello. And no matter how busy a shop might be, you were always warmly greeted and well taken care of. Willa Dickens began working with customers in those distant days. And he raised his boys Terry and Tim to understand that it was the way you made people feel that genuinely made a difference. You'll sense it when you step into Hertine and Stocker Jewelers. Even though you'll be surrounded by today's most beautiful jewelry, you'll recognize the lost art of service that has been carefully maintained. Come see what's in those famous windows at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers on the corner of Dubuque and Washington Streets in Iowa City. And be sure to stop in and say hi to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. When you buy your own health insurance, you deserve a doctor who's your biggest champion and coverage you can be confident in. And with new Wellmark Health Insurance plans featuring Unity Point Health, that's what you can expect. These plans help you build a relationship with your Unity Point Health primary care providers and network partners, starting with free preventive and virtual care, plus low copays for primary care with a doctor who always has your back. Connect with an agent to help you enroll at wellmark.com uph. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. 
KGYM is here to cover everything you need to know about sports betting in Iowa. This is WagerWise, sponsored by Elite Sportsbook at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. Back for another edition of WagerWise this week, as you heard, brought to you by Elite Sportsbook and Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. If you don't have an Elite Sportsbook account, you can get one very easily. Go to EliteSportsbook.com, click the Join Now button in the upper right-hand corner, or download the app. They'll walk you through everything you need to do to set up an account and get you ready for Super Wild Card this weekend, this weekend in the NFL. Jay Foster joining me, as he does every Wednesday this time from the Quad Cities, and Jay... 18 weeks worth of the NFL have led up to this. Some people think that this is the most exciting week to bet the NFL. I I don't know. I'm on the fence about that, but we do have some good matchups. You ready to uh, tackle these one by one? Sure, absolutely, and Happy New Year to you. You know, last week we were uh, not on the show together at the same time, so Happy New Year, Todd. Yeah, last year, uh, you know, you have kids and school gets canceled at the last minute and you got to deal with it. So, yes, this is the first time we've been chatting in the new year let's start with the saturday games first up you've got seattle going to san francisco this is actually now down to nine and a half san francisco had been a double digit favorite the total in the games 42 and a half a lot of people expecting this to be the blowout of the weekend yeah i'm going to give you some trends later on about that to that big that big line that like you said um Opened up anywhere between 11 and a half and 10 and a half, depending on where you're shopping around at. But uh, like you said, it has gone down from nine and a half. 49ers, 110 straight. Who doesn't know the story now? Obviously, Brock Purdy in there. Seahawks, uh, you know, Geno Smith had a great first half and, uh, you know, resurrected his career. They had the seventh season. They've got, they have two straight wins going in this. Public, you know, they're okay with laying the points to San Francisco. Uh, uh, but um, there is a re- reverse sharp line movement to Seattle. And you mentioned that. The pros are taking the points with the road dog. They've also hit the under in this one. This uh, opened up at 43.5, and, and it's currently at 42.5. So the sharps are in on the under as well. San Francisco 11-6 and six against the spread this season. But I, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are doubting Brock Purdy in the postseason. Can a rookie quarterback lead the San Francisco 49ers to success? We'll find out. The other game, really intriguing to me because the line is moving toward the Chargers here. Jacksonville is hosting L.A. This is up now to a two-point spread. Jacksonville catching two points at home. Totals 47 and a half, Jay. Yeah, when I was uh, looking at this earlier, it was still at one and a half, but there was a little bit of juice to it. So obviously, Elite has moved that. Um, You know, Chargers uh, five and two over their last seven games. Jaguars, we know the story. They had to win last week to get the AFC South. They've won five straight games. Um, it's a it, it it opened Chargers that were you know they were getting uh, getting some points and then it kind of moved the other way. So um, no, it opened up Chargers' favorite. Sorry, we had two and a half. It's gone down to one and a half now, back up to two. At one point in some markets, it actually it touched to pick them. So this one's been all over the place, but really it's more about the pros than anything else. Um, some wild card trends to consider: teams that lost the prior same season game versus an opponent when they were favored in the playoffs are just six and nine straight up and four and eleven against the spread since 2017. And that, in case in point, uh, Jacksonville beat the Chargers 38 to 10 in Week Three in Los Angeles. So, you know, like I said, teams that lost the single season, um, the same season game, and then they're favored just four and eleven against the spread since 2017. 
All right, the games on Sunday. Let's start with Miami and Buffalo. The Bills are a 13-point favorite. That is the largest spread of any of the Super Wild Card weekend games. Total 43-and-a-half. And Buffalo favored by a lot of people to make a Super Bowl run this season. Well, this is all about whether or not two is going to play. These two teams split in the regular season. Last time they did meet was in Week 15. The Bills won 32 to 29, but it, it is coming down to two, and that's pretty much where people are thinking that's going to happen. That he's not going to play. Quite frankly, in my opinion, I don't really think he should play. But hey, I'm not I'm not in the Dolphins front office or anything like that. Uh, it has been bet down though. Uh, they were home, Buffalo was heavy home favorite to ten and a half. It's moved down to nine and a half. Uh, public is heavy on on Buffalo. Seventy four percent of the bets are, are from the public are laying the points, but. The Bills' fall shows that um, there might be some smart money that is taking Miami that thinking Tua might play. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, keep an eye on that one, and we're going to give a trend a little bit later about that, that, heavy, that heavy spread. Uh, Sharps are also in the over in this game. The total has been raised, um, raised a little bit from uh, what it opened up as. The Dolphins 3-6 and six away from home against the spread this season. The Giants and the Vikings, Minnesota's a three-point favorite. The total, 48 points here, Jay. It's an interesting game because we've been talking all year long about Minnesota, you know, last possession games. But still, 5-2 and two in their last seven games. You have a team like the Giants, 2-5-1 and one down the stretch, kind of backed in as the sixth seed there. Um this has been frozen here. You know, Minnesota opened up as three-point home favorites. The public is happy to lay the points. Over 60% of the tickets are coming in on the Giants, but there is no movement at all. And that just shows that there's sharp money that's coming in that's saying that they're going to they're gonna back um, Minnesota. So, um, you know, there is an interesting trend in this one. Wildcard Dogs playing a team who missed the playoffs in the previous season are 10-1 and against the spread over the past five seasons. Vikings didn't make it last year, and this is the wildcard dogs are the Giants here. Uh, Daniel Jones, 16-5 against the spread as a road dog in his career, and the over is getting some money as well. The over is receiving 39% of the tickets, but 54% of the handle, so that's the sharp money coming in over. Minnesota 11-60 over on the season, and uh, including 7-2 at home. All right, the final game on Sunday night, Baltimore and Cincinnati. The Bengals are a seven-point favorite. The total is 41 and a half. Yeah, this one's kind of all over. It opened at seven, went down to six, went up as high as seven and a half. Now it's at seven with some juice. Um, so it, they run back their game from week 18. A lot more on the line, obviously, than just what it was there. But uh, the possible thing is the return of Lamar Jackson. So he has a strong chance to return this week and give Baltimore the best opportunity to upset Cincinnati move on. But if he can't go, it's going to be Tyler Huntley here. So um, either way, how you're looking at this, the pros and the Joes both like the Cincinnati Bengals in this situation. Uh, the uh, the public coming in at 88% of the tickets, and the pros are coming in at 85% of the money that are back in Cincinnati in the wild card round. And the Bengals are a great teaser material this week for me, if you can tease them down to being a one-point favorite. I I have Baltimore at 5-12 and 12 to the under, this season and Cincinnati at six, nine, and one to the under as well. So maybe looking at that 41 and a half could be something for folks to t- keep an eye on. Monday Night Football, Super Wild Card Weekend has blessed us with Monday Night Football in the postseason. Dallas goes to Tampa Bay, where you can currently get Tom Brady and points at home. Two and a half is the spread on this game, 45 and a half the total Monday night at Raymond James Stadium. 
this is going to be a very, very highly bet game. Obviously, it's the, the only game on the day, but it's the Cowboys. It's Tom Brady catching points at home, like you said. Um, Cowboys 2-2 two and two in their last four games. Bucks have won two of their last three. You mentioned it. Uh, Cowboys are just two and a half. They opened up as three-point favorite, but that means sharp money is grabbing the Tampa Bay and the points. Sixty percent of that money is coming in on Tampa Bay. Yeah, there's a thing of here considering buying low a bad against the spread team. The Buccaneers four and twelve and one against spread against the sell high good against the spread ten and seventeen. So that's kind of one of those things where they the pros just look at the numbers. They don't look at the lineups or anything. You know, pros are also on the. Uh, over as well. They've ticked that up just a bit. The Buccaneers are 4-1 and one to the over in their last five games, and Cowboys are 5-2 and two to the over in their last seven games. All right, Jay, you said you had some trends that you wanted to get to here with some of the games. There's the postseason overall, so I'll just turn the floor over to you. Sure, real quick, if we look at some of the things just going on with the season, it's been a crazy season, but I'll give you some trends and I'm going to go into wildcard weekend. In this season, 45% of the games this season were decided by six points or fewer. That's the most since the league expanded to 32 teams in 2002. A record tying 25 teams ended with a winning percentage over 400. And then we've got, you know, great stories of teams doing a mid-season uh, turnaround and, uh, you know, kind of either, either making a push into the playoffs or, you know, just falling up short in the Jags, the Lions, the Steelers, and the Packers. And then, you know, we've already mentioned Brock Purdy. We've already mentioned Geno Smith. But Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields had a great season as well. So for the year, the favorites straight up went 175-92 with four pickups. But underdogs lead against the spread at 54%. They went 141, uh, 118, and 8 against the spread. Home teams are 147-116-2 straight up. That There were six neutral site games. But the road teams led against the spread. Uh, this season, 130-128-7. That's just just a slight bit over 50%. Unders dominated most of the season at uh, 56%, 149-119-3. And primetime unders went 35-19-1. So I looked at some things for the wild card going into this and maybe some things of interest here. So I've got uh, six points in just wild card in general and four just based on seed numbers. So this is just food for thought, things to talk about just to, you know, like I said, everyone's wanting to have a conversation at the, the, the watering hole at half hour or whatever else. So this one's a little bit off, but just follow with me here. The outright winner owns a point spread record of 54-7-1 against the spread, 90, 89%, in the last 62 wildcard playoff games. So this is a win-no-cover situation, all right? That's what I'm saying. So you're not, you're not getting a win-no-cover. You are When you win, you are actually just covering the spread. Obviously, if you take the points and you're winning you're, you, the – the dogs usually win when you're getting the points there. So if you would like a team that you're betting on to win the game, you're better off not trying to sneak a cover in, regardless of the fact that the two games are showing point spreads of seven or more points. Uh, Wildcard road favorites have become increasingly common in recent playoff seasons. There have been 15 in the last 14 seasons. And those teams are 10-5 and five straight up, 7-7-1 seven, seven, against the spread. So for 2023, that we mentioned earlier, charging the Cowboys, are short road favorites in those games. Home favorites of a touchdown and more in wild card rounds, and we've mentioned those, are 15 and 2 straight up, 13 and 4 against the spread since 2005. And if, just, if you just look at last year, Kansas City and Tampa Bay, uh, they won easily and they had situations like that. The bigger lines that we mentioned to, they allude to, if you consider lines of 9.5 points or more, wild card host favorite this large have now won 12 straight games outright and against the spread. 
So the last ones of nine and a half points or more are 12 and 0 straight up and against the spread. The average score of those 12 games have been 31.8 to 13.9. So San Francisco and Buffalo, uh, they those are the ones that could close out as big favorites. Those are the ones you want to be highlighting. Um, let's see. There's a different difference in Saturday and Sunday games. In the last 33 Saturday games that are wild card, home teams are 20 and 13 straight up and 19, 13 and one against the spread. So that's just around 59%. In the same span, home teams are 16, 18 straight up, 13, 20 and one against the spread on Sundays. So those are home teams. So that's at 39%. And finally, in uh, the 14 wild card matchups between divisional opponents since 2003. Road teams own an 11 and 5 against the spread edge, 8 and 8 straight up. So even though New England and Arizona lost last year, road teams in the divisional matchup this year will add are Seattle, Miami, and Baltimore. And finally, I'll leave you with the list, just number seeds. Number four seeds are on a 19 13 straight up and 19 11 and 2 against the spread run over the last 16 wildcard seasons. This year, four seeds are Jacksonville in the AFC, Tampa Bay in the NFC. So prior to 2000, one's expanded bracket under the total has gone 15 0 and 1 over the prior eight seasons in the three versus six matchups the games of the last two years have gone three and one over dropping the record to 16 3 and 1 so the road teams uh, for the record the road teams are on an eight and two straight up nine and one against the spread surge in the series as well so our three and six matchups for this year are baltimore and cincy and the giants in minnesota um and number three seeds that were an underdog or less than a three-and-a-half-point favorite have lost 11 straight games outright and are 1-13 straight up, 2-12 and 12 against the spread since 2004, scoring just 16.2 points per game in the process. So this includes a loss by Dallas last season. Minnesota is a three-point favorite as of uh, when we talked today as of, uh, against the Giants. So those are a lot of things out there, a lot of trends that can make your head spin, but it's always fun to kind of find those things and find a wrinkle to justify your bet. All right. That is so much information. I am going to have to go back myself to the podcast at KGYMRadio.com and listen back to the segment later on this week. Before we let you go, Jay, I'm going to ask you, if I gave you $100 of my hard-earned money and I said, bet this on a game this week, what's your favorite game, your, your personal play? It's the 49ers. 49ers to cover the nine and a half. Yes. I, yeah. I, I like the t- those trends that I gave you of covering those and blowing them out. Uh, it, I, it's just, yeah. Listen, Geno Smith had a great year, but we've seen, and I know Brock Purdy first year quarterback and got thrown in there and, you know, you can have your Kurt Warner comparisons or whatever else, but the defense is so good. They're going to keep them, you know, they're going to keep Seattle at bay. That's where I'm going for sure. I would be a little bit riskier if you gave me money. I'd put it on the Giants' money line. I think the Giants are going to go to U.S. Bank and beat the Vikings this weekend. But we'll see. I do like that. That was an encouraging stat that you gave about the Vikings as a three-point favorite there. What was that? Reset that again. The last one that you gave about the three-point favorites or less? Uh, that's the one that the number three seeds. Okay. That were an underdog or less than three-and-a-half-point favorites have lost 11 straight games. So... Um, so, um, the, but they're a favorite. What we're looking here is that, um, the number three seed that was the underdog and less than three and a half points have lost 11 straight games outright and one and 13 straight up and two and 12 against the spread since 2004. So, um, Minnesota is a three point favorite as a press time over giants. I think what I, I may have written that, written that wrong. I think it's, uh, 
favored. Number three seed's favored there, whatever else. But I apologize for that. I think well, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade the Vikings anyway. I think the Giants. I knew you were going to anyway. When I even even when I was writing it down, I'm like, he's not going to say anything about the Vikings. I, yeah. People are going to think that it's personal. It's not. They've just they remind me a little bit of TCU in that they played yeah. a lot of close games. They've played with fire. They haven't managed to get burned all that much. And it's the postseason. You can't afford to have any mishaps. So, plus I think Brian Dable, the job that he's done with the Giants this season, I think he's going to have them ready to go in that game. Jay, appreciate things as always, and. I look forward to chatting with you next week when we will have, uh, well, we're, we're winnowing down the number of teams that we have to talk about, but we'll still be focused on the NFL next week. Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate you as always, and nice talking with you again. All right. Jay Foster joining me from the Quad Cities, as he does every week for WagerWise. Let's take a look. Elite Sportsbook has Super Bowl odds right now, also NFC, AFC Championship odds. Let's go ahead and start with the AFC Championship. The Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite right now. You can still get everybody at plus money if you are interested in play on the futures market. Kansas City is plus 160, the Buffalo Bills plus 190, and then you get into the longer odds here, Cincinnati plus 425. Looks intriguing, but then you look at the path that the Bengals have to take because, well, because of the way that the playoff picture sorted out with them playing one less game. It's a difficult path, I think, to Cincinnati winning the AFC. The Chargers are at plus 1,000, the Jags and Ravens plus 2,000, and the Dolphins at plus 3,000. Over on the NFC side of things, Number one seed, Philadelphia, plus 170. 49ers right behind them at plus 190. That's my personal pick. I think the 49ers are going to get to the Super Bowl. Dallas is plus 475. Tampa Bay, plus 1,000. Minnesota, plus 1,200. The Giants, plus 2,000. And the Seahawks, plus 3,000. That is to win the NFC. Now, you take a look at the Super Bowl odds. Kansas City, plus 320 right now. If you're going to bet Super Bowl futures, you do it now because the odds are only going to shorten the fewer teams that are remaining, at least if you're looking at the favorites. So Kansas City at plus 320, Buffalo plus 380. I said I'm on the 49ers. That's plus 450 along with the Eagles. Cincinnati is plus 850 to win the Super Bowl. Dallas at plus 1,200. Tampa Bay and the L.A. Chargers at plus 2,500. Minnesota is plus 3,000. Jacksonville, Baltimore, both plus 4,000. New York, the Giants, plus 5,000. Miami, plus 6,000. And the Seahawks, the longest of long shots to win the Super Bowl this year at plus 8,000. That's another edition of WagerWise in the books. If you missed anything, like I said, Jay threw a lot of trends out there, a lot of numbers. It can get complicated. If you didn't you think you didn't hear something right, you can always go back to the podcast at kgymradio.com. Look for the WagerWise podcast tab, and it is there for you. Again, look forward to chatting with Jay again next week, courtesy of Elite Sportsbook and Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. Looking for a place to catch the games this weekend? Draft Day Lounge inside Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. Got Elite Sportsbook right next to you, the kiosks. You can go to the counter and place your bets if you're old school. Draft Day Lounge, great place to grab a drink and something to eat while you're watching the games, waiting to hopefully 
cash those winning tickets. Again, podcast available, kgymradio.com. I'll have another edition of WagerWise for you next week right here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio. WagerWise on KGYM is a paid presentation brought to you by Elite Sportsbook at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. Check them out at EliteSportsbook.com. Enjoy the benefits of soft water with Menard's great selection of Morton water softeners. Morton's demand control Wi-Fi water softener is a smarter way to manage your water. Integrated Wi-Fi capabilities allow you to monitor your salt levels and water usage from your smartphone, putting you in control while at home or away. Plus, Morton's look-ahead technology learns and predicts your water needs, saving you money. Save big money on Morton water softeners at Menard's. Save big money at Menard's. For people trying to recover from opioid use disorder, it's hard to know where to begin. At iowaopioidhelp.com, you'll find resources near you for proven treatment and a road back to your old self. Because opioid addiction is not a character flaw, it's an illness. If you or a loved one is struggling with opioid use disorder, visit iowaopioidhelp.com today. Start here, start healing. Sponsored by the Iowa Attorney General's Office and the Iowa Broadcasters Association in cooperation with this station. Take two on that rejoin. Back at you here, final minutes or so on a Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Have I said Tuesday all day long? I, you gotta, gotta bet my world is a little off kilter here in the last 24 hours. 319 366 1600. I think I did say Tuesday earlier on in the program. Tomorrow's Thursday. I know that. Because I'm looking forward to chatting with Dave Sherapan, joining me from Las Vegas, as he does every Thursday at 5 o'clock, courtesy of Betfred Sports. A number of weekend games to go over with Dave and get his play of the day. He likes to leave you with a little something, usually from the NHL ranks. I saw this. He just posted this. I don't know what sports book this is offering. I've never seen this before. It could be an offshore sports book, non-licensed here in the state of Iowa. But somebody's offering whether or not there will be a fight in NHL games, a fight being defined as a five-minute major misconduct. I don't know. Probably a bridge too far for me. Although, if it's a rivalry, and there were some good ones back in the day, yeah, maybe. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on that. Going to take a, a little bit of a respite here. Local programming is going to be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock with Spencer on sports, followed by the gym class. Got you, Nash, Mark Dukes. They should have Kevin Lehman with them for the off-the-glass segment tomorrow. And then, as I mentioned, Dave Sherapen joining me from Las Vegas in the 5 o'clock hour. Iowa State women's basketball is on the way next.